You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 275 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. What's happening in Gina world? Oh, what is happening? Uh, so I've just come <laughs> back from um, yes. holding hands with a stranger oh. and listening okay. to um, really bad pops, 80s pop songs. Why were you holding hands with a stranger? I got my nails done. But that's how it oh. feels. It's very intimate, isn't it, really? I guess, They yes. hold Especially hands. they do your toes as well. And and you, it's always bad 80s pop. Not the good 80s pop, bad 80s pop. Oh, no, that's not what's playing at mine. It's always like a like a reality show. Not, like a, not even a, a good talent one. talent show. <laughs> You know, right. like The Voice or... Yeah. But fr- from another country. It's never from Australia. Right. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, this is not about how you get your nails done. This is So You Want to Be a Photographer and this week's topic is what you should do if your images are stolen or used without your permission. With our guest, David Harvey. This is going to be fascinating, yes, Gina. Yes, 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 Oh, But um, what else has been happening in Gina World before we move on to that? So I've been working with the Goldies, which is something that I always love to do. You know, the one thing that I love, Val, about mm-hmm. uh, working with the uh, members of the Gold community is, you know, how quickly they go from being, it's like, I don't understand this off-camera lighting. And then, and yeah. then you see them get it and then... All of a sudden, it's like, even though they're online, I can see the swagger in their walk. (laughs) You know, do you, do you, like, I get that. When, when you get a new skill, you kind of, your walk changes, doesn't it? And you kind of go, I got this, I got this. And uh, I love seeing that. (laughs) And I love seeing the, uh, the, 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 the confidence that they, they have when they're going, oh, yeah, I'm doing a shoot in a black hole. I got this. I know what I'm going to use. I'm thinking of using this light modifier and that. And I'm like, oh, my God, you've got it. And the other thing that just like I love is they post their photos for critique and then they go, here's what I think I need to do next. And I'm like, right, they're critiquing their own photos. I love it. It's fantastic. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And, of course, if you want to find out more about the wonderful Gold community where you can get access to fantastic tutorials and uh, mentorship from Gina, have a listen to this. This podcast is brought to you by the Gold community. I'm passionate about helping the members of the Gold community. They're amazing photographers and I love seeing them progress in leaps and bounds. Here's what VJ Brito had to say. 
I think with you the thing is it's almost like I'm talking to a friend and your responsiveness is so amazing it's like I have my own personal coach all the time hey Gina how can I set this up okay and Gina is like right there discussing this with me and you know setting this up for me that's really amazing and it, it's such a big help especially like on the days like I mentioned my first shoot you know that was that's where I realized the value that you bring with this whole setup and I'm so thankful to have you as part of my journey that you've helped me through and I look forward to you know being working with you through this next five years or Thank more Thank you, VJ. It's like it's my greatest joy seeing everyone, um, you know, progress and uh, you know shine as photographers. And I've got big plans for you. So uh, thanks again. If you'd like to find out more about the Gold Community, just go to GinaMilitia.com and click on Join the Community. All right, let's move on to this week's topic: What you should do if your images are stolen or used without your permission with our guest, David Harvey. This is going to be fascinating. Gina, what do we need to know? So David reached out to me um, a little while back and uh, had a very interesting story. And uh, I think this, I thought this would make a really good uh, episode of the podcast. So um, David did a shoot with a couple of uh, well-known uh, reality stars and everyone signed their contracts and then um, they weren't to use them for they were to contact him if they needed to use the images for anything other than their own sort of personal use on Instagram and then he's sitting at home and uh, he notices his images being used for an ad for a dating company which as a sponsored post by these girls right and so he he contacts them and um and uh it it goes from there and uh, and then he he in this interview he explains um exactly what happened on the day and the, the the mistakes he made in the start but what he he did to rectify it and so there's some great advice for everyone who is um working in in with, with people photographing people of what to do to protect yourself because uh online theft happens all the time and it can be where uh, companies will use your images without permission and make money from your images but also where images are stolen like ripped off from your website and then they end up in other places so we go right into all of that so we talk about you know why verbal agreements are not enough to protect your images how to protect your images from online theft and what to do if your images are stolen or used without your permission and we outline a step-by-step process to use um, if that happens to you. So shall we have a listen, Val? Absolutely. So here we go. Let's listen to David. David Harvey, welcome to the show. How are you going? Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm excited to chat to you today. Before we begin, I always ask my guests, where in the world are you? I am in California, Huntington Beach, California. Beautiful. And uh, you guys don't have much of a winter there, do you? Um, no, it's basically a big summer yeah. all year long. <laughs> but you've ha- been having um, like a, a few um, uh, bushfires in, in around the LA area as well. Um, yeah, so a little bit. <laughs> had a, 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 do you have a lot of rain this year as well, which was no. Uh, unusual? No? <laughs> nope. No rain so, so just, far. 
beautiful, beautiful weather. And um, from my experience, like the most gorgeous sunsets as well. And also um, the most amazing clouds I noticed yeah. when I was yeah. there. Like fantastic. The light is so different, like to even to Australian light. So um, an amazing place to shoot. Now, you're, you're only getting started, but you're going really well. So what sort of, uh, how did you get into photography? Um, I got into photography back when I was a little kid. And basically what got me into photography was my dad telling me, uh, hey, if I see you playing video games again, I'm going to take your computer away. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, well, you got to do something useful. And since then, I started tinkering with a camera, um, just taking pictures, trying things out and going online and looking, looking up tutorials. And I kind of taught myself how to do it. And yeah, here we go. Uh, what, like 10 years later and yeah. I'm doing it full time. <laughs> Fantastic. And you, uh, you've connected with a, a number of different brands that you shoot for regularly. So you're really out and about and um, sort of uh, quite successful out there. Um, but uh, something happened to you recently and I'll get you uh, where you had your, uh, some of your images used without your permission. So I'll get you to explain what happened in your own words. Yeah. Uh, so back uh, last month in September, uh, what happened was I was just on Instagram and I found two models that I would want to shoot with. So I sent him a DM on Instagram and I told him, hey, uh, I'm reaching out to shoot with you guys. It would be interesting. It would be really cool if we can have uh, a shoot. And uh, the first girl, her name is Kerpa, and she was a former cont contestant on The Bachelor. She agreed and she said her friend Sydney would love to join as well. Mm. We scheduled the shoot. Everything went great. And uh, we showed up for the shoot. It was in Hollywood and we took pictures. Everything went amazing. And I specifically told them during the shoot to not use my photos commercially. I know that big people tend to get a lot of sponsors online and a mm. lot of commercial uh, collaborations. And I know it happens that they would just like use a photo that's laying around. But I told them specifically that please don't use my pictures commercially. This is a free shoot. No, no payment was involved. So please reach out if you want to use them in any different way other than Instagram. Right. So that was a verbal agreement that you had in place, right? Yes. I did not make him sign any contracts mm -hmm. because it was a free shoot. I typically don't make people sign a contract for a free shoot. Yep. I just make them sign a moderate release after the shoot before mm -hmm. I give out, before I release the images, I make them sign a moderate release releasing all their rights that I can use the photos in any ways or means with or without their names and they signed it. So that gives you the right to, uh, for you to use, uh, release the images to uh, another client, uh, you can sell those and use those uh, as advertising in any way you wish. And they agreed to that, right? Yeah, they signed it and I okay. have them. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's a good standard contract to have in place. But what happened next? <laughs> what happened next is I, after that, I was on Instagram just scrolling around in my stories yeah. and I see my pictures being shared by the account called Match. And I go click on the account called Match and it's related to the company Match.com. So that's a dating website, right? Yeah, it is mm. a dating, it's one of the biggest dating yeah. uh, websites out there. Uh, the, the funny, interesting thing, uh, they don't even have a free membership. Like you have to pay them to get on the dating uh, right. website. Yeah, so I, I was shocked 
shocked, first of all. I was like, wait, this is exactly what I told them not to do. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing, my name was not on the photos anywhere. They didn't on, give you a credit? Nothing? Nothing at all. They mm. didn't give me... Well, to clarify, Match just reposted their picture. They, yeah. they didn't actually post it. They just reposted their post on Match's story. Right. Um, so yeah, I went back to check with the girls, like what happened, why didn't they didn't give me any credits. And I was quite pissed because this is not what we agreed upon. So I contact, I got in touch with the girls. I told them, Hey, uh, first thing you guys were supposed to tag me in the photos when you were going to use them. Second, second thing you guys weren't supposed to use them commercially. You can't just say, Hey, go download match, uh, for, Whatever I have, like the captions, I can include them too in the show notes. I have screenshots of the post. Oh, and I, just, things- I just want to back up. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to back up a bit. So yeah, yeah. The, so just to clarify what happened, the girls uh, didn't just post these images to their Instagram account, which you had agreed verbally that they could do. You you can post these to your Instagram account. There was something slightly different in the post, in that it was a sponsored post. Uh, which is mentioned uh, when they shared the post. So was it a sponsored post on the girls' Instagram feed or was it sponsored on the Match.com feed? It was sponsored post on the girls' Instagram. It says paid partnership with Match. Right. So clearly um, they uh, did the wrong thing. So they obviously had a deal, some sort of deal with Match to – give them a shout out or whatever it was that they did but it was a sponsored post so it falls into the category of advertising so they've not respected your copyright there so what did you do next uh well we can't blame match i think uh fully because it's the company that hired the girls yeah so match hires a an an agency and the agency reached out to influencers so i don't think match any had Had any any idea uh, yeah, had any idea they were just doing it because they trusted their agency. So just backing up again, when you you happily kick them back on the couch, scrolling through Instagram, and you spot your photo as a sponsored post, how did you feel? I I was just shocked. This yeah. is exactly what we told them not to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did panic set in? What What did you do next? Um, I didn't panic as much as I was just like, okay, so what are my options now? So yeah. I kept researching and looking at the options I have in front of me. Mm. And after that, I started taking steps to protect myself and protect my images. So what did you do? Oh yeah. After getting in touch with the girls, I sent match, uh, an email saying, wait, Hey, wait. back up. So did you, mm-hmm. sc- you screenshotted all the images, right? Oh, that's that's a given. That's mm. whenever an infringement happens, you got to screenshot all the evidence. So even though, like, because o- often you're in shock, and maybe the first thought is to not do anything and to just start calling your friends <laughs> or right. complaining. Um, the the most important thing that you did, uh, and the smartest move that you made, was to make sure that you had a record of all these infringements. So you went. Did did you just start digging into? everyone's Instagram account and seeing if there was more, because there was more than one image used. Is that right? Right. I found out like after what, 15 more minutes or so that another model just did the same thing with my pictures as well. Well, From the same shoot? From the same shoot. Yeah. They were together. Yeah. Right. 
Good day for you. (laughs) Well, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So after that, after screenshotting everything, documenting everything, uh, I reached out to Match and I reached out to the girls. And uh, I gave Match.com a period of 24 hours to reply back to the email or I told them that, that I will take further action. So what did you say in the email? I specifically told them, hey, you infringed on my photos. Uh, Here are the screenshots of whatever photo infringement you just did. And please get back to me within 24 hours or I will take further action. Did they reply? They did not reply in 24 hours. However, they did relay my email to their agency that hired the girls. Right. Right. And And then what happened? I got an email back from the agency apologizing, saying, hey, uh, sorry, we didn't know what's going on. Please get in touch with us and mm-hmm. uh, erase, match, erase Match's name from the invoice you just sent them. Right. Right, which was a mistake. You shouldn't be sending an invoice right when, when that happens. And the reason is um, you don't know where it was used after that. So you should first clarify where the content was used before sending an invoice because you might think that the photo is only used on Instagram but it might have been printed elsewhere and you should have clarified I I knew that after reading online of course but I just had the invoice at the time so even though you've completely stressed out and bummed out by what just happened you probably need to keep a cool head about you and and uh just do the research first before you react and start firing off emails because you know uh as you found out it could have been in more places so all right so after the the pr company gets in touch what did you do next yeah, so I told them what happened. I explained the entire situation. Uh, they tried several times evading the charges. They're saying, uh, hey, uh, we need to verify that you're a U.S. business. We need to verify that you have the rights to do this and whatnot. And obviously, they were all failed attempts to uh, mitigate the the invoice I just sent them. Uh, they were saying like, how did you decide on the amount? How, why did you decide on this amount specifically and all that stuff. And every time I would ask questions, the lady speaking to me, she would say, well, I'm from the accounting team. I am not from the legal team. I'm just here to, uh, pay the invoice. I'm like, okay, then why are you asking me about copyright infringement if you're Mm. from the accounting team? All right. So what happens next? What happened next is just back and forth until they finally complied and they said, hey, we were, we're just going to send the, we're going to release the payment. And that all happened after I told them that the registration is pending with the Copyright Office of the United States. Uh-huh. So you weren't going to do that before and, and this isn't something that you always um, do because it's, uh, it's expensive and it takes time, right? How much does it cost to um, register an image? I paid $55. Per image? Give, no, it's they give you option to upload an entire shoot, I think up to 750 I can provide links for, sure. for people to check them out too. Okay, that's, uh, that's not too bad. But And how long does it take from the time that you register the image till you get that copyright? registered i I don't know that question because they don't they have an expedited option but it's very expensive how much is that and i I don't have it on top of my head right i think it's 500 i I don't want to say random numbers but yeah 
Right, so you can actually upload an entire shoot. So if you think you've got something that's uh, quite valuable, it's probably a good idea to do that. All right, so did they pay in the end? They did pay in the end. They, they did. Uh, they said they're not going to do the invoice. I'm going to have to go through their payment system, and I'm assuming it's the same system they used to pay their influencers, which mm -hmm. was fine. So I went through their system, and they did end up paying the invoice. And so were you happy with the amount in the end? I was happy with the amount, but more, more about that, I, I wanted to create uh, awareness on what to do yeah. later on. Like there, there are three, three things that you need to be aware of as stages on, on what to do to protect your images from theft. All right, so uh, let's get into that so that obviously you now have a new protocol when you're reaching out to uh, influencers or anyone that you're photographing. I think that a verbal agreement isn't enough to protect yourself. I mean, I think you did the right thing by um, giving them, um, getting them to sign a model release so that you were protected. But um, what are the things that we can do as photographers, um, A, to protect our images from being uh, stolen? Because this is something that happens quite a lot there is a website uh, stopstealingimages.com I think it is I'll put a link in the show notes where they're just posting daily on the number of photographers that are actually photographers that are lifting images from other photographers and using them to promote their own work and so this website actually calls out these photographers so you can actually um, if you if you see something like that happening you can submit that to to this website and um, you know they'll call them out and that's uh, I think um, he, he, this person uh, works for free to do that because they're just very passionate about stopstealingphotos.com is the name of the image so all right so this this sort of um, thing is rife at the moment. And uh, what can you do as a photographer uh, to stop your images being uh, lifted from the web or taken or, or um, used without your permission? Well, here is uh, the ultimate advice that they tell you when you look up anything like that is if you don't want your picture stolen, then don't share it with anyone. Yeah, but that's true. not realistic because it's 2019 now and we have mm. so many uh, social media and, and internet going around. So that's not realistic. Yep. But <laughs> one of the re realistic solutions, though, once you have your pictures on the internet, uh, some people recommend putting uh, a watermark uh, mm. Some people recommend putting uh, just a watermark sign and then your name or photography name. Uh, there are several techniques to prevent people from right-clicking on the photo and saving it. But, um, again, I mean, for someone that's tech-savvy, they can just get Sc it. Even screenshot. It, uh, not even screenshot. Like, it, it, they can go inside the source of the website and just find it and then download it. It's not that hard for someone that's tech-savvy. Right. So even if you've got a uh, right click disabled using like a, a web plugin, if you're mm -hmm. tech savvy, if someone wants to steal your images, they can. And, you know, if they don't know how to do that, they can, you can easily screenshot the image. Yeah. So, yeah, so you, you can. can't, can't really yeah. stop theft, can you? No, you cannot. <laughs> there so, are ways to avoid it, though. I yeah. am using a bunch of tools to uh, look up my images online const constantly. So I know when they're being used. And, and ha have yeah. you found other examples of images of yours that have been stolen? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have so many websites on, uh, like some Chinese website uh, is using my photos. I don't know what they're saying or what's it talking about, but my photos are on there. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I find them on the internet constantly, just my photos being used on some random websites. So what, um, what tools are you using to do a, a reverse search? How do you find them? Uh, I use, there were, there are several of them. There's something called LaPixa. That's a good one. Yep. There's something called, um, tiny eye and that's a reverse image search they yeah. use i think they use google uh as their search engine yeah but yeah we can include the links yeah, that, to and show notes to all the tools that, that are available that'd be great because google has a, a simple one where you can just um upload an image and it'll find similar images or, or all the instances where that's being used online but do you think mm-hmm. the other the other ones that you mentioned are better than the google one uh, yeah, the other ones are better just to, because of the notifications. They send you notifications whenever they see your work being used someone else, somewhere else. So you don't have to be the one doing it. You can be passive and then you can get the emails. Right. So so how does that work? It, because like with the Google reverse search, I think you can do, do you do one image at a time? That can be like quite tedious yeah. to just so, upload yeah, yeah, every image you've ever taken in the <laughs> trying to yeah, find so out who's got it. Yeah, exactly. That's why the other tools are very less intrusive and less time consuming. So uh, copy track does it too. You just upload a bunch of your pictures. They have the ability, some of them have the ability to connect to Instagram right away. Some of them have the ability to connect to your website right away. And they can just take all the we- all the images from your website, all the images from your Instagram. You can upload images directly. Uh, I, I think some of them have a Lightroom plugin that you can just export all the images to the website, so it keeps as a, it keeps it as a database to search against on the web constantly, twenty four seven. So you could have like thousands of images if you wanted to uh, upload them, and and it'll search for you. Is that a paid um, subscription? Some of them, yeah. So some of them are paid. Some of them work on commission. It depends on the website and the package you have. Uh, I haven't found anything that's unlimited photos that's not paid and mm. works works on commission. How, how does the commission work, David? What what happens? You utilize the website to file for the copyright claim, and they can file it for you, and then they take commission from the damages that you uh, retrieve. Well, that's fair. So you're not out of pocket initially if they right. if they get um, find an image and um, manage to. Um, get some money back for you then they'll take a percentage of that it's probably about half is it is yeah it... yeah i don't know the, it depends on the website so yeah. the websites are different fantastic so that's a very handy tool to have because it, it it is rife actually image theft is rife and there are like then then there are there are sneakier ways that um companies are, are taking images and it's like it, that there are there are Instagram sites where they'll share other photographers' work. So they're, they're actually uh, building up a, a volume of followers, like hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, and they're actually, they will credit you in, in, um, in the credits that this, this image was taken by David Harvey or, or whoever. But mm-hmm. th- these guys are then amassing these millions of followers and then they're attracting sponsorship based on or everyone else's images. So it's kind of unfair, really. Right, right. And and you as a photographer are not getting anything back for that. But but it's the all of the, the work of the amazing photographers that they're sharing that's 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 building up their um th- their library. So yeah, it's kind of a bummer really. <laughs> right. Um, the social medias have the tools to uh, report that kind of behavior. Right. Uh, I have all the links I can send them to you too, to include in the show notes about how to report 
uh, a specific copyright infringement to Instagram or Reddit or Pinterest or all of the big social medias. And they take it very, very seriously. So if you found that another uh, Instagram account is using your images unlawfully, which does happen, then you can right. issue, uh, you can complain to the um, to the site and they'll, they'll, they'll um, take care of it for you. Right. Fantastic. All right. So there is, uh, there is things you can do to protect, to protect yourself. Uh, so aside from those things, what's the next thing, the most important thing that, that a photographer needs to do to protect their images? The most important thing is copyright registration. Mm. And it's very underrated. Not too many people know about it un until they dig in or they get into a situation that uh, similar to what happened with me. So, yeah, you have you have three things um, or four things that you can you can have or four cases that you can fall in. No registration at all. And that means that you don't register. You don't have the ability to file file for a lawsuit if you want to go the lawsuit route. Mm. So let's just the say that Coca-Cola stole an image and, you know, made a billboard out of it and made millions of um, dollars in income from that image then you you it's harder to have a claim unless your image is uh, copyright yeah. registered you can't have a lawsuit without the registration you cannot really and can you do that retrospectively uh you can do it but they give you they don't give you a lot of time they give you a certain amount of time uh from the reg from the uh infringement date and after that, you're out of luck because, like, you knew better. Right. So, so you can still you you can still save yourself if something has been an image has been stolen. You can still copyright it and file a, a suit. Is that right? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. You, you right. have a little bit of time though to do so. If you don't do it, if you don't act within this certain amount of time, then you're out of luck. And do you know how long that is? I don't have it on top of my head. They do have it on the copyright registration form uh, for when you're registering for uh, already published photos. Okay, so so probably the advice there is don't sit on your hands. Act quickly. Get that get that uh, copyright uh, registered as as quickly as you can, like straight mm -hmm. away. Yeah, it's the second the second thing that you would look at the second case scenario would be the post infringement registration. So that's the one you were talking about when, uh, let's see, a big company used your photos and you didn't register it. So you can go ahead and register it. And at that point, you would be entitled for the damages. Mm -hmm. And you, uh, if you win at the actual lawsuit, you, you would get the, uh, the damages and all of that. But then you have to wait for the copyright to go through, which is going to take quite some time. But you, you're still, you can still have a lawsuit. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, and next, what, what can you do? The, the, the next one is the pre-infringement uh, registration. So you, you register it before the infringement happens. And that's, that's perfect too. That's, that's such a good place to be in because it can go up to 150000 for a single infringement US right. dollar. Okay. Yeah. And you get also the damages and you get the, uh, all the money that you paid for attorneys. Are you ready? You get that too. All right. But you've got to, you've got to win the case. Yeah. You've got to win the case. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're in an excellent position because you registered pre the infringement. Okay. Yeah. The all fourth right. one is the pre-publication 
Mm -hmm. And this is the best position that you can possibly hold. And what that means is you finished an entire shoot. You didn't publish the shoot. It's still on your computer. And that's when you file for the registration before you publish it. This is the best position you can ever be in. That's the strongest. No one can argue with that because it hasn't. There's, there's no way unless someone breaks into your computer and steals the images. <laughs> there's no way they're going to access them. Correct. Right. Yeah. Correct. All right. Okay. So that's all sort of um, uh, if your images get stolen. But there is um, a better way uh, to protect yourself, and that is to have a licensing contract in place. Oh yeah. All right, so um, there are several different types of um, licensing contracts. Um, so uh, what do you now use for your um, free shoots to cover yourself? Uh, I, I would make that verbal um, contract that I had with them to not use the photos commercially. I would have that in writing yep. and make them sign it before the shoot. Uh, the thing is, a lot of photographers assume that the photo the photos are copyrighted, and they are since 1978. Yep. The photos are automatically granted a copyright here in the United States. From the moment you take the photo, uh, it's yours. No one yep. can argue that. Yep. But at the same time, you can't do anything with the photo that's yours unless you register it and say to everyone, hey, this photo is mine and no one no one else can use it without my permission. So they, right. you, that's why you need the, regist the registration. Right. Okay, but but when you're entering into a contract with a, a company as well, you also want to cover your rights and um, uh, have a contract in place so that you are both in agreement for what uh, uh, the um, the person that you're shooting for can and can't do with those images. Yeah, right? that's a very interesting uh, situation to be in because a lot of companies, when you take photos for them, they already have a pre-negotiated contract. A yeah. contract you just need to sign, and it, it actually says, like, it depends on the contract, but a lot of companies, they take away their rights from you as a photographer uh, to use the photo elsewhere. But don't be scared, don't be afraid to negotiate that back and say, hey, I am not signing this until you get rid of this line or you get rid of this uh, term right here. I'm not comfortable with doing that. That's, and a, that's a great point that you make, David, because I think a lot of, um, especially uh, new photographers, are afraid to um, to say that because they'll think, well, I won't get the job otherwise. But, but you've got to remember that uh, these contracts have been drawn up by the accountants and right. it's generally a stock standard contract. And what they'll try and do is just get you to sign over all rights of that image. And right. uh, I've had this happen to me uh, many, many, many times in my career. And it's soon as that contract arrives i'll just um ha have a really good read through and just uh cross out the areas i go well you need to remove this clause because no i'm not giving you um uh rights to my images uh forever and a day uh you know so we'll take that out and then we'll take this part out and then i'm good to go and i've, I've never had a complaint um yeah so me neither. They don't always be afraid edit. yeah don't right. be afraid to question the contract and um read the contract don't just sign it yeah yeah that's a great advice I, I think it's such a great advice because a lot of people don't negotiate and they think it's a preset it, it came from some a higher entity and we can't say no to it but yeah i know negotiate fight for your right and that's that's always the case don't just give up all your rights away
No, it's important. And, and also because what happens if you sign the contract and you give away the rights to that image? So you might be shooting for, you know, a tiny, tiny little company that makes, you know, um, T-shirts and that, that go, yeah, like sign away your rights. We're going to use uh, the shots for our brochures and things like that. But you've signed away your rights. So there's nothing now stopping that company who now own the rights to your image to then sell those images to Coca-Cola and be used in a worldwide campaign that you should have earned hundreds of thousands of dollars off mm -hmm. and you get nothing. But the company yeah. can, can make money off your images that way. So yeah. it's, it's so really true. important to read the fine print and make sure that you're not um, missing out on um, money that, that should be yours yeah. or being taken advantage of. Yeah, I totally agree. And it should be as a wake-up call for all artists. We don't usually tend to... Uh, take care of the nitty gritty things and we don't usually pay attention to contracts and whatnot and we focus more on the creative aspect of things but yeah definitely we should look into that more so important and and especially for the you know photographers that are coming up now that that if you continue to say yes to handing over all rights or working for free then eventually there won't be any work left for anyone because it'll just be well there's so many photographers that'll do it for free and hand over their rights they'll just work for them but if we band together uh then you know and value the work that we do because it is valuable then hopefully we can protect ourselves against being taken advantage of like this mm -hmm. yeah Fantastic. All right. So you want to make sure that you've got a contract in place uh, that uh, restricts uh, the client from going away and selling your images elsewhere. And you want to have maybe a like a one-off use or um, there's all sorts of um, different uh, uh, rights that you can assign to the client. So um, it's just a matter of uh, drawing up that contract and protecting yourself. So um, uh, when the um, image is actually uh, stolen, which was uh, what happened to you, uh, mm -hmm. what are the steps that you then take to cover yourself? So there's, there is a number of things you can do. So you can right. do, not, do nothing and just go, oh, this is a bummer. <laughs> right. Or you can complain about it on the internet like we see a lot of people are doing. Which is useless. So yeah. uh, what are the steps? So if this happens to anyone um, who has reached out to someone, done a free shoot and found that uh, some company is uh, unlawfully using those images, what are the steps that you should take? I would uh, advise that they know they not they don't fire an angry message right away because yep. this, it tends to be the the case with a lot of people. You're you're pissed, you're yep. angry, and they use the photos in an unlawful way, and the, they're your photos, so you just send them an angry message or angry email. That's not going to lead to anything. So that, that's good life uh, advice too. When anyone ever crosses you, maybe just wait a few minutes before you fire back your reply. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like take a deep breath. Just wait a little bit. <laughs> take a walk with your camera. Come back. And then... <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the second thing is um, don't send an invoice. Wait until you gather all the evidence because you don't know uh, where they used it. And the moment you send an invoice, you're saying like, hey, it's fine if you use it, but just pay me. Right. And they assume that you saw all the evidence. So don't say an invoice. I would recommend asking them first, like, hey, where I saw that you guys infringed on my copyright. Here's a cease and desist letter 
saying, hey, stop using my images right now. And then tell me all the places you used my my photos. Tell me all the other places you used my photos. And you're using your very polite voice when you're writing this letter. You're not you're not firing off angry angry and accusing because it's, it, that's pointless. You right. Know, uh, doing that. Um, all right. So that's uh, so that's the first port of call. And then you you made a point to um, make a record of all the uh, areas that you've seen the image used. So you want to be taking screenshots and right. uh, keeping a record of all of those. What's the next right. step? The next step, if you're comfortable, you can contact an attorney. If you don't want to contact an attorney, you can do it on your own too. But it's uh, it's very time consuming and you can't. You might not be familiar with all the legal aspects of things, so you got to be really careful if you want to proceed alone. So I would highly recommend that you contact an attorney. And a lot of attorneys, actually, they will do consultation for free. They don't need any money from you unless it's a case. Right. So yeah. that's hire a lawyer to send a cease and desist letter? Right, yeah. You can hire a lawyer to send a cease and desist letter or you can just talk to them about what are the next steps in regards to like, hey, I have my pictures and they're stolen. I have the rights for it. I registered or I didn't register it. And they will tell you if, you, if they have a case or if you have a case or not. Right. Okay. And so, um, and so in some instances, you said that the, the, the lawyer can walk you through that without actually charging you. So they can give you some advice and, and what allow you to send the letter on your own or um, hire the lawyer to do it for you? I haven't seen any uh, lawyer tell me to send a letter on my own. Yep. Uh, but I, I've talked to several lawyers when that happened to me, and they all gave me advice uh, on what to do and how to handle it next, and they didn't charge me anything. So who sent the letter for you, the, the cease and desist letter? Did you do that yourself on your own letterhead? I, no. I, I didn't, no, I didn't do a cease and desist letter because I was uh, aware of all the places they used my media, and so I sent in the invoice right away. Okay, so you were comfortable that, you, you know, there wasn't a Match.com billboard in um, another state somewhere that was using your image. You were comfortable right. that you'd managed to find it because I think you discovered it all pretty quickly. So right. in that yeah. case, you were fine to then uh, go ahead and calculate the damages and send the invoice. Right, exactly. Okay, and then, and then what happens? Uh, the lawyer is going to take care of it from there, um, and you're, you're not going to have to do anything unless the lawyer asks you for proof of registration and, and all that paperwork stuff. But yeah, other than that, you're, you're set. Uh, if you have the, right fully, the full right to the images, there are very, very high chances you will win the case. If mm. you don't have the rights for the images, you will obviously lose the case. But yeah. All right. So hopefully um, it doesn't get to that case. It doesn't get to that point where you have to uh, scramble to get your money back and right. uh, you do everything in the first instance to protect yourself by having a, uh, a licensing contract in place. Uh, right. a written contract that everyone signs and agrees to and then they know that they can't just be uh, handing out images and trying to uh, sneakily use those images without your permission or without you being paid. So I think um, I think the best advice is to make sure that you protect yourself first rather than reacting uh, afterwards, after the fact. Right. The most important step is the copyright registration. Yeah. Without it, you can't, you can't act. Yeah. So, but you know that you've got the option rather than, um, because it's, 
that can get expensive to every time you do a shoot to register that. And uh, if, if, if you're taking the kind of images that are attractive to um, other companies and, and you think that – and you've had the experience of images being stolen, then maybe that's a, a good investment. But I think what um, if you're just starting out, know that you've got these options um, – that that will cover you um, even after the fact. Like you've got time right. to still register those images. So there are lots of things that you can do to hopefully uh, protect yourself and, um, you know, win the damages that you're entitled to. Yeah. And you never know. Some Some people I saw online, they took pictures of someone at a birthday party and now that person is a celebrity and people, news agencies were looking for pictures when they were young. And ah. they stole the pictures, and the photographer had him had him registered. And guess what? He capitalized on all the all the illegal usage of that photo. Oh, so that's a know. great point. So you never know. So you never know that 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 uh, random shot that you took of someone, you know, that person then ends up being the next Jay Z. Right. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I got to go now and register my entire archive. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic, David. Is there uh, is there anything we've missed that you want to share with us? No, I think we covered it all. I think you did, and I think it's a great advice. And I think now you've got a, a protocol in place to protect yourself. So I guess um, stuff doesn't uh, happen for no reason. I think it was a, a great learning experience for you, and I'm, I'm kind of glad it worked out well. You got paid, and um, and now moving forward, you'll be able to protect yourself and uh, you know be a happier photographer. I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Fantastic. So where can people see your work, David? Where can they find you? People can find me on Instagram at Dave underscore XT, or they can go to my website, which is bluegraphy.com. Fantastic. And some great shots there that you've got. And I'll make sure that we've got all those links and everything <laughs> that you. we talked about in the show notes. And um, thanks so much, uh, David. I'll be uh, watching you uh, from here on and seeing where you go. I'm sure there's uh, big things in store for you. So thanks again. Thanks for having me. All right, great interview with Dave Harvey, Gina. And it's always so interesting to hear from other photographers and the experiences they go through, particularly in this kind of situation. Now, of course, if you want to check out Dave's work, look at his website, bluegraphy.com. That's B-L-U-G-R-A-P-H-Y.com. Or you can find him on Instagram, Dave underscore XT. That's Dave underscore XT. So thanks for sharing all of that with us, Dave. All right, so we're almost at the end of this week's episode. What are you doing in the coming week, Gina? I am um, probably in Bali, Val, I think. Where are we? What Kate? Yes, oh I will be. I'll be wow. um, shooting. A, yeah, I've got a fashion shoot to do, and I'm also going to be recording some tutorials over there for the gold community. Fantastic. Hmm. I'm going to be off to Brisbane, so... Um, just spending a couple of days there to run some training sessions and then back and then back home. And then hopefully that's my travel for the year. I might have one more trip that yeah. I need to do, but otherwise. But I'm not going anywhere near as far or as exotic as Bali. So right. I'll have to wave to you as you fly past Brisbane. 
Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, Gina, where do we find you online? You can find me at ginamilitia.com. So that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. I'm at Gina Militia on all social media. You can also find me in the So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast Facebook group. So come in and say hello. And if you want to be mentored by me, then check out the Goal Community. Just go to ginamilitia.com and click on Join the Community. What about you, Val? You can find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com. And, of course, if you're not quite ready for the gold community, although you should be because it will fast-track your photography, then certainly make sure you do join our Facebook group. It's free to join for listeners, and all you need to do is search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and request to join. We'd love to have you in there. So many different people from so many walks of life. All right. So thanks for listening, everyone. And we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.